Well, chances are at some point, either you or somebody you know and or love has uh, complained about having bad knees. And this is one of the top trending items on the globalnews.ca uh, website. Uh, people who often feel knee pain, they also see, of course, a swelling and some, uh, you know, maybe clicking. They, they hear that. And uh, these conditions, of course, are prevent to some people from, uh, you know, running, lifting heavy objects and kind of living a normal day-to-day existence. And they're calling this the quiet epidemic and asking the question why so many Canadians seemingly experience knee pain. Let's welcome in 640 Toronto's medical expert, Dr. Brett Belchitz. He's on the line and uh, joins us now. Doctor, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, first off, uh, just the, the root cause of a knee pain that's experienced sorry, by so many, uh, Brett, is it just because of what the knee is asked to do and over time it inevitably kind of just wears down? I think that's a a really good overview explanation. There is an enormous amount of strain that is placed on the knee joint as you perform basic activities in your life. So when you actually study the amount of force that's pushed onto a knee joint, when when we're even walking along or if we're running or, you know, especially when you get into more aggressive forms of sport where you might be having jumping type activities, sometimes you can have activities where multiple times your weight is actually exerted directly onto that joint. And all of that over time does tend to wear the joint down. And so at a certain point in time, those structures will give out, they will degrade. And as a result, you know, you may have tears, you may have degeneration of the joint or a whole number of other processes that, and, you know, in the end result in immobility or pain. So is it inevitable that uh, everybody at one time or another, they will experience so-called bad knees? I wouldn't say inevitable, but but I do think it is growing in likelihood. And, and I think one of the major causes as to why we're seeing more and more of this over time is, is that people are simply living longer and they're more active as they age. So, you know, if we were to go back in time, you know, 40 or 50 years, people were living a much shorter period of time. But not only that, a much lower percentage of the population was involved in high-impact sports or, you know, ongoing activity. So, you know, we were seeing fewer people doing things like cycling, jogging, tennis, etc. And now what we're seeing is people even into their 60s, 70s, and 80s are still quite active. And this is making a tremendous difference on the likelihood that any individual in these age groups will come down with these kinds of symptoms. All right. So having said that, do we need to be careful, particularly in our younger years? I mean, should we be doing, I don't know, squats uh, at the gym? And and please say no, because my trainer has me doing that, and I hate squats. (laughs) Well, well, first of all, I I do think you should be careful throughout your life in terms of what activities you do. Uh, You know, anything where you're doing deep knee bends like squats certainly raises the chance of a knee injury or, or difficulties with the knees. The other thing that's really important is one of the greatest predictors of degeneration of the knee joint is actually weight. So if you can control your weight, uh, you will be much more likely to have healthy knees as you get older. And, And that's just simple mathematics. The more you weigh, the more strain is placed on that knee with every single thing you do in life. So, you know, some basic uh, cautions and also the other thing I would say is just in terms of the kinds of sports you do, there are some sports that are much more likely to damage your knees than others. So anything with sudden sort of jerky stops and starts, so things like tennis, basketball, et cetera, all of those have to be really played with a great degree of care. But the more, you know, you sort of refrain from doing some of the more dangerous sports, the more you control your weight and the more you avoid some of the more dangerous exercises, things that involve deep knee bends, et cetera, the more likely, again, you are to have healthy knees as you age. I want to ask you, too, about the knee replacement. Uh, I've had uh, one friend who's had uh, both knees replaced. Uh, I have another friend who just had a, a hip uh, replacement. And it seems as if, uh, Brett, this is becoming more and more uh, commonplace. But just uh, how reliable uh, and how safe is it uh, you know, to put uh, what our uh, 
you know, mechanical substitutes in your body. So, you know, I'd say it is quite reliable and it is quite safe. And, and certainly it's better than the alternative for the patients that are eligible for these procedures. So most of the time, we will only replace a joint when all other possible treatments are, are not a possibility or have failed. And, and so you have to have quite bad knees to get to a point where you know, we're going to consider replacing them with a mechanical joint. But that being said, um, you know, any surgery you have is dangerous. There is no such thing as a risk-free operation. There is the risk of anesthesia, and, and certainly we do see complications from anesthesia that can be even deadly. And after the operation, there's lots of risks such as infection, blood clots, other things that can happen. So really your goal, if possible, should be to keep your knees healthy and avoid needing a procedure like that. But overall, if you are going to go down that path and you decide it's the right thing for you, these are wonderful procedures when they succeed and they can actually breathe a really huge amount of life into somebody's ability to be active, to be mobile as they age. And so we can take people who otherwise might actually be bed-bound or wheelchair-bound and actually allow them to be active members of society again. So, you know, I would say it's quite wonderful we have them, but nobody should be looking at these as risk-free and nobody should be looking at as sort of a, a recipe that says, yes, you're allowed to now abuse your knees throughout your life. Just finally here, uh, Brett, do you think uh, this replacement surgery in the next five to ten years, is it going to become more and more advanced like so many other areas of uh, medicine as technology uh, you know, advances? Well, I think it'll certainly advance. I would say, unlike many other areas of medicine, I'd say we're at a fairly mature state in terms of these types of joint replacements. You know, the joints that we use, the prosthetics that we use for knees and for hips, they've been iterated upon a number of times, and they're actually quite good. You know, there's always going to be room, room for improvement. You know, we always may improve the kinds of materials we use, the kinds of surgical techniques. But I would say the pace of change in these parts of medicine will probably be outpaced by what we're seeing in other parts of medicine uh, altogether. You know, some of the therapeutics we're seeing in other areas are just advancing at an incredible breakneck pace relative to these. All right, 640 Toronto's medical expert, Dr. Brett Belchetz. Uh, Dr. Belchetz, appreciate the time and the update. Uh, thanks as always. My pleasure. Have a great afternoon.